as usual, I asked our guest Holden Kushner to pound the table for someone this offseason. Holden, who you pounded the table for? I am pounding the table <laughs> for Jen. You told me to pound the table. Uh, James Robinson. Okay. There's going to be a lot of check downs to James Robinson this year from Trevor Lawrence. I feel it. I like the Jags offense. I'm probably the only person out there that does. I just pounded my table. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Holden. I, I always like the literal pounding of the table. There's only been a few guests who've done that. I always think that's great. Anyone still drafting, follow Holden's advice. Go get you some James Robinson. Now let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the most accurate podcast. I'm your humble host, Brandon Niles. My co-host today is the incomparable Jen Akins. How's it going, Jen? It's going. It's going well, actually. We are we are down to the wire, which is always fun. Uh, trying to, you know, bang out as many drafts as I can um, all over the place, um, especially on Underdog, where uh, we still, still have a great promo going on that if you deposit 10 bucks um, in an Underdog, and I should say a new user deposits 10 bucks in an Underdog account, you get $25 to use immediately and a 444 Pro subscription, um, which is a lot for 10 bucks. And now you have to use promo code 444. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jen. As I mentioned, we're happy to have Holden Kushner on the show today to help us break down the major roster moves from final cutdown day. You can follow Holden on Twitter at Holden Radio and check out all his stuff at runpuresports.com. You can also find him on SportsGrid and listen to him on Sirius XM Radio. Holden, thank you so much for carving time out of your busy schedule to join us today. How you doing? It's not really that busy now, so <laughs> I'd have done it anyways. And thank you very much for having me on. It's wonderful to talk to you again, Brandon. And my old friend, Jen, who I am so proud of, she's finally getting the opportunity she's deserved for a long time to be a star in this industry. You are wonderful. And I'm so happy for all the success that you're having right now. Oh, that's very sweet. Aww. Thank you. Anything that she gets, she absolutely well, you know, deserves. Yeah, she, you know, <laughs> I, I give Josh a lot of credit too, because uh, he's given her a chance and now everybody gets a chance to realize how good she actually is. Absolutely. So, uh, Jen, awesomeness aside, Holden, before we get started, I want to hear about your radio show and how people can find you on SiriusXM. Oh, I work for a place called SportsGrid, and it's all sports betting. And now it's NFL season, so that's really good. So on SportsGrid, there's a video side. It's OTT Network. And then there is the show that is on SiriusXM. So I think that's 204. Uh, you can listen to it around noon or so my time. So that'd be two o'clock Eastern. Yeah, it's give or take a couple of minutes. <laughs> Check out that show. Holden's one of my favorite voices on radio. He usually, and uh, I always enjoy your content. So uh, you know, everybody check that out. I'm sorry to completely jump in, but we actually had somebody on Twitter ask for the uh, your show today, Holden. I don't, yeah, I don't know where someone's like, what happened to Fantasy First? I know. So, oh, yeah, that's the sad part is it's been two years. So I know. I wonder if that guy listened last year. <laughs> that's why I was laughing because I don't know where I was like, huh. All right. It's been a long time. It's been a couple of years. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about roster cuts today because, uh, you know, it was the big cut down day down to 53 players. Uh, all 32 teams had to get there. There were some big cuts. There were some cuts that, uh, you know, weren't quite as noticeable. Uh, also some trades and some injuries going into it. I want to hit on some of that stuff. 
get both your takes on it. Folks, 4 for 4 is partnered with Underdog Fantasy, and I, for one, am taking full advantage. I'll be in dozens of leagues by the time the season begins, and I love the best ball format. I can draft a team and then enjoy zero maintenance all season long. No setting lineups, no waivers, no problem. You automatically get maximum points out of your team each week. Right now, we have a screaming good deal. If you deposit $10 at Underdog Fantasy and use the promo code 4 for 4 that's 4-F-O-R-4, you get $25 from Underdog. That's the price of admission to Best Ball Media 2 with $3.5 million in total prizes. And you get a pro subscription to 4 for 4 This is one of the best promos I've seen in my 14 years with 4 for 4 So take advantage. Go sign up today. The first thing I want to do is I want to talk about quarterbacks. Uh, Holden. Uh, Gardner Minshew traded to Philadelphia. Uh, is this anything? Obviously, it's nothing for Jacksonville. For Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts declared the starter. Flacco's still hanging around there. Is Minshew in Philly? Does that mean anything to us? For fantasy purposes, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we saw who he is. I would argue, I mean, is it possible that he had better receivers at his previous stop than he does here? So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, you right. know what? Let's stop for a second. <laughs> Who has the better weapons? What do you think, Brandon? Who had the better weapons? Where? So definitely compared to last season, Jacksonville is better. This season, at least there's hope for Philly. Like mm-hmm. there's hope there. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'd rather have DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, okay. and Biscuit Chenault. Okay. What so do you think? this is obviously a, a Jacksonville Jaguars fan show for me, and I yeah. can't <laughs> wait for me to fall flat on my face and lose tons of coin week one. <laughs> In DFS, but um, I think that Gardner Minshew, everybody knows he's a backup. So who was the, who was their backup? We got Joe Flacco, Flacco. who mm-hmm. looked amazing. Ooh, Joe Flacco. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I, I think Joe Flacco is a is a nice backup quarterback. You could do worse. And then if Hurts gets hurt, what do they do? Do they throw Minshew in there and get him some reps, or is Flacco really the number two? And they're going to allow Gardner Minshew to at least stay on the roster just in case something happens. We see injuries all the time. So I think it was fine. I don't think it affects the depth chart any right now. Sure. Jen, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, if he struggles, do you think he'll have a short leash with Minshew on the roster? Or do you think that uh, Hurts, you know, is is rock solid? I don't know about rock solid, but I, I think they're going to ride with him for a while. I mean, I can't imagine that uh, his leash is going to be that short. I mean, he, you know, he had what four starts last year, and um, looked pretty good. So I think they, I would assume they would want to really see what they have in this guy. And if if he kind of sucks out of the gate, I don't know that they'd pull him that quickly. But I'm also not an NFL coach or GM, so um, yet, yet, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think that. I don't think Hertz has anything to worry about um, if okay, he stumbles. Cause... I mean, obviously, if he's horrific, then, you know, maybe we, we revisit this. But uh, he's already shown, you know, he can handle NFL action. So I hope you're right because the Hertz to Ertz is something I want to stay and be around for a very long time. That's my goal is that Hertz to Ertz and Darnold to D. Arnold are the two connections that mm-hmm. I can bank on all season. Uh, Holden, let's switch over to the New England Patriots. And uh, I, I want to talk about – the change, obviously, Cam Newton was cut, which is uh, kind of surprising and kind of not if you watch the preseason. But uh, Mac Jones, the rookie, going to be the starter there. Uh, what does that do for you as far as how you're drafting not only Jones, but the offensive weapons over there in, over there in New England? So I'll ask you guys, uh, season-long people. Mm-hmm. 
Damian Harris, right? Damian Harris, mm -hmm. you would think. He doesn't have a running quarterback. So logic would say Mr. Harris, a number one pick, would get the majority of the carries. Have we? How many years out of the last 10 have we been able to trust the backfield? Serious question. <laughs> Zero. No, no, no. Not Zero. as a joke. We've literally had no, no. years. None. No. Well, not one, not one. You could kind of trust Sony Michelle his rookie year, kind of. Corey Dillon was the last one. Who are we talking about here? So that makes me a little scared. Should I be scared of Damian Harris? Let me ask, ask you to this question: <laughs> Should I be scared to draft Damian Harris? I, I mean, my answer is yes. Like I'm okay. not, like you said, historically, like I'm not gonna. You just can't. There's too much there. You have James White. You have the rookie, Ramondre Stevenson. I just don't think that Belichick is the kind of person that has a like workhorse lead back. It just doesn't work that way there. And I know people are lathered up and excited about Damian Harris, but I just – what, he's all of a sudden going to change the approach on the backfield and he's all of a sudden going to have a guy that's, that's a three-down back? Every, I just don't see it. But I could be wrong. I have been a couple times. Brandon, I think there's going to be a Mac Jones, Jacoby Myers uh, connection. So that'd be the only other guy. Yeah, I think it's good for good for Myers too. I'm, I'm with you. I like it. And I'm going to, I'm going to push back a little on Jen for that. Dam Damian Harris, you know, he's going as RB 28 on underdog right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, as my RB three, RB four over guys like Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds, like I'll take Damian Harris. I'm, oh, I'm I'd happy rather with have that. Mostert. I'd rather have Mostert. Mm -hmm. That dude is... He is the Tyree killer running backs. That dude, <laughs> one cut, and he's in the end zone. He will give you four games Every with week. a 90-yard touchdown, yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, Brandon, at, at that ADP, yes, but I have a feeling that it's – I mean, it's, just, it's climbing every day. Like, I guarantee you, RB, whatever you said, 23, 28. I, I, by 28, tomorrow, yeah. I, by tomorrow, it'll, it'll be in, in the low 20s. I feel like – I don't know. There's just this big hype train all of a sudden, and, and I feel like that people are, are considering him like an RB1 territory, and it's just mm. not to me. And maybe it's also unbiased because I had him last year, and, and it was it was so in redraft now. In best ball, I'm all about it, but in redraft, like having to decide every week whether you're going to start him is a nightmare to me. Like trying to figure out that backfield is just not. I'd rather have someone that I know is going to get you know carries or, or touches or whatever. I think that's very like shifting best ball and redraft mindset. You're absolutely. We've talked about this before. It's very difficult to shift mm -hmm. the redraft, but we're we are deep in redraft season. I'm still looking at my underdog lineups, and I'm still squeezing in some puppy threes whenever I can. And Damian Harris has been on my radar. But you're right with with redraft. I'm probably am looking at Mostert, uh, Ronald Jones, guys like that a little bit over Damian Harris because I trust the workload a little bit more. Uh, any? How about those tight ends, Holden? Are you more or less interested, or the same in those tight ends, specifically Johnu Smith, since Henry's kind of banged up? I don't know how it's going to work out. I really don't. We talked about injuries too. I mean, are you concerned about Hunter Henry? It always seems to happen there. Um, yeah. I think one of those two guys could emerge as a weapon. I just don't know which one. And actually, my plan tonight is, and I got my first draft, my first redraft draft tonight as we tape this. So when you're listening to this, it will be in the future, and my team will have been drafted. <laughs> think about that for a minute. And I think I'm going to go like tight end, depending where I'm picking, back end of the first round, going Kelsey, second round. I'm going to reach and get a little Waller. So I'm not worried about those crappy tight ends from New England. I only want to talk about the the uh, Darren Waller second-round pick. That should probably wait till the third. You think he'll be around 10-teamer? No, I don't think he'll, I don't uh, think he'll make it. I think I if you want to, you got to take him in the second. Second. 
I just had a um, I had a redraft on Sunday, and I took Waller at um, I took him at three one. Like I was in the I was in the one position, so I took him on that second third turn. So I don't know if I. It's possible a ten teamer. You know, this was a twelve, so he would have been there, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. It's tough. Hmm. Depends on uh, how how savvy your league mates are. I guess it'd be hard for me to take him if I'm picking like tenth, ninth, eighth. Right, but if I'm picking seventh or sixth, I, I I think I'd feel okay reaching on Waller in that spot. Okay, thank you for your help. I will be hitting up Jen <laughs> on kicker later in this program. <laughs> we will cover. We we had a lot of kickers lose their jobs today, so yes, we'll, we'll, good we'll kicker battles. We'll get to that. I feel for Let's. Them. We got one more quarterback to talk about. Uh, I'm not really in redraft. I'm not really interested, really even in best ball in Teddy Bridgewater uh, or Drew Locke, uh, it, the Broncos. I'm not super convinced that they're gonna put in put up QB one numbers on any regular basis. Uh, but Holden, what do you think in for the weapons around Teddy Bridgewater, uh, that change with Teddy B being named the starter, does that change how you view Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton or Noah Fant or any of those running backs? Well, I was just the, I'm the anti Drew Locke. Uh, first of all, I went to Kansas. He's from Missouri. We can't stand them. Second of all, <laughs> Missouri quarterbacks never make it in the national football league. And, and lastly, the guy's just a bad decision maker. So I, I think at least Bridgewater what do you think about the A dot if it's good if he's going to throw downfield not nearly as much as Locke does? I mean, I, this is going to be short stuff, right? I, I would think so. So maybe Judy, yeah. So maybe Judy. I th- still think Judy's the most talented out of them, and then Sutton, and then Hamler, and Noah Fant. I, I mean, that's fine if you want to pick the weeks that you're going to play him. He's always a good DFS option. I would not want to roster him in redraft. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's good for I, I think it's good for everybody, uh, with the except well the guys that get down I guess KJ Hamler would probably be the one guy that got uh-huh. affected the most. Yeah, probably less shots downfield. So that that's definitely true. Hamler will be affected by that, I would think. Uh, Jen, Holden mentioned Noah Fant. Uh, are you rostering Noah Fant anywhere? Because I, I'm kind of withholding there. I don't want to pick which weeks to start him. I'm worried about the injury. He's going like tight end ten. Right now, I'd rather take like Gasicki or Goddard or somebody else there. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure out of like 50 something drafts, I have zero Noah Fant, and it's uh-huh. not really him per se. I mean, it is, but as you know, and, and most people know on this podcast, I am definitely an elite tight end or punt person. So I don't take anyone after like the first three or four, and, I, and then I just scrape the bottom. I, I dip all the way down to like the Everett. You know, in, into that category. So I kind of skip the Higbees and the Fants and the Logan Thomas. It's just not – there's just better value on the board there. So yeah. uh, I don't have a lot of fan. I would say the only people that I'm really drafting Bronco-wise are Judy and Javante Williams. And that was before Teddy and after Teddy. So mm-hmm. those are really the only two guys I'm interested on that team. Question. Excellent. Yeah. Question, because this is all about my draft coming up. <laughs> um the second round running backs that you were highlighting. I've got an idea of the guys that I'm looking at in the second round, like uh, Eckler, if, if Chubb drops down there, um, any of those big guys, Jones. So second round, doesn't matter where, who are the top three that you guys are looking at? Uh, probably the ones you just named, but I don't know if Aaron Jones, you're saying Aaron Jones. I don't think he's going to, he's been going, he's been going to the first in some leagues. Late first. Um, he has, yeah. But yeah, Jones, Eckler, Chubb. I mean, those are my, probably my three favorite. Yeah. 
And you can't yeah. wait till round three for, on a running back unless you're going super no running back, zero um, running back, right? Yeah, but you're you said you're in a ten team, so that's yeah. a little bit different. You may get you you can probably get Carson, you know, in the fourth or yeah. someone else. Um, you know, if you want to wait on like let's say a David Montgomery or something like that. Did you say you like... know your draft position? No, I that's my problem. It's in, okay. It's still I'm still waiting for them to announce the draft time. So there's 41 minutes if you're counting at home. In the future, <laughs> so I, a couple guys have slipped. I I like Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson, and Najee Harris. Not better than the guys you mentioned, but if they're all gone, I'm good with those three as well as a second round pick, just because I think they'll get yeah. the volume. So, Jonathan Taylor worries me a little bit. I mean that that offensive line is is not. Uh, it, it seems to be getting injured by the minute. But Nelson's supposed to be back. Oh, okay. So, um, they lost Sam Tevy, but Nelson's supposed to be back. Eric Fisher's nicked up. Brian Kelly's still one of the best centers in the league. So I, I think I think Indy's a little bit much to do about nothing. Like, I, I think okay. they'll be fine. So that's just my take. All right. We'll have to get Justin Edwards on to talk uh, offensive line at yeah. some point again. <laughs> yep. He follows that a lot more. Uh, you know, if, if you want to draft like Holden is and you uh, don't have a redraft right now, then go hop on to Underdog. Don't forget our promo code 4444FOR4. Deposit $10 for the first time on Underdog. Get $25 to play with and a 444 Pro subscription. Have you done the hard work on your football fantasy roster this week? Take all that hard work and turn it into real cash with prize picks. Simply pick two or more players, decide if they'll go over or under for their stat projection. For week one, I love the over on Matt Ryan against the Eagles. I think they're going to throw the ball a ton. And I love the under on Zeke Elliott against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were the best run defense in the league last year. Download the Prize Picks app today or visit prizepicks.com. And if you deposit this week with promo code 444, you will get a $100 instant deposit bonus match dollar for dollar. Prize Picks is hands down the most fun, fast, and easy way to play daily fantasy sports. Prizepicks.com, play today. Uh, let's go into the running back situation in Atlanta. They cut everyone except for Mike Davis and Quadri Allison. Do you think this is a split? Mike Davis is the man. Um, at some point in time, if this team is as bad as I think they're going to be, though, Allison would probably at least get a look as the season went on. Maybe it would be late in the year, so it wouldn't be as big of a fantasy boost. But I think, I mean, if you're a deeper league, why would you not at least take a shot on Allison? Why not? Late, late, late. I don't know. Maybe yeah. the pick after your last pick. But still, you should target him. I have. I, I've drafted him uh, plenty. In fact, I'm actually looking right now, looking at my my uh, my exposure here to see where I have him because I, I I started to draft him. Oh yeah, okay. I have seven point five percent. So I've drafted him three times. But that's he looked about pretty right. good in the preseason. Like he yeah. looked, he looked like he was running well. And that offensive line is it's a work in progress. But you know, if they can get some health out of their young guys, like Chris Lindstrom and Caleb Gary are both good players that just have struggled to stay on the field their first couple of years. So. Uh, there's just, definitely upside. I just feel like they're going to throw a lot. I don't oh, know. Oh, they will. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, yeah. I can't wait to watch uh, them and, and Dallas just, like, play games, you know, 60 to 50. <laughs> like, right. Just gonna be... <laughs> I'm all about that because I have a lot. I'm about, about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, another running back uh, room that got much smaller today, the Philadelphia Eagles holding. Uh, we had uh, Jordan Howard got cut. Uh, they cut Jason Huntley, who was kind of a speedy, uh, multi-purpose back. Uh, it looks like they're running with uh, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, the rookie, and then, of course, Miles Sanders as as the starter. Are you interested in anyone other than Miles Sanders in that backfield? I like that we have 
Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, at least, to open up the run. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders. I'm done with Miles Sanders. It, <laughs> me too. He would, he would just too. have to. He would have to fall to me. Um, I, he would really like have to fall ten spots probably for me to to jump on that. I actually have always liked Boston Scott. I don't. I don't think physically he he shows what Sanders is. They're kind of different runners. But the the running back that I want on Philadelphia plays quarterback. That's the guy I want. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Uh, Jen, are you interested in anyone outside of Miles Sanders? And I guess, uh, or even Miles Sanders? Yeah, no, I'm not at all. I, and I don't think I've even, I think I may have drafted Miles Sanders once. Um, I was an auto pick that I got kind of, but no, I mean, I just, I think it's also, once again, you know, we all get burned and kind of last year I had a lot of Miles Sanders and I had a lot of Boston Scott and it was, it was kind of a nightmare with both. So um, listen, Kenny Gainwell is, is interesting, but uh, I think that, uh, yeah, no, I think I'm staying away from that backfield. Kenny Powers is more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sprinkling in Gainwell just because he's available at the end of drafts. So. And you love um, your, your, your rookie. I love rookie running backs. That's the running way I backs. go. I, I, I've ended up in my redraft leagues. I feel like I've ended up with Trey Sermon and Kenny Gainwell a lot. Like, I just feel like those are the ones that have fallen to me. I seem to keep missing Najee Harris, even though I love him. It just uh, mm-hmm. just hasn't worked out quite so well. But, you know, Nick Sirianni says he sees Kenneth Gainwell as his Naeem Hines. And if that's true, he'll have value in PPR format. So, Where, uh, What's the highest pick you would take Harris with? Damian Harris? Najee. Oh, Najee, Najee Harris. Yeah. Uh, well, I like him a lot, so I would take him. He's probably like my RB10. Is oh, probably wow. where I have. I like him, him right? too a lot. Uh, a but lot. usually, you know, usually Jonathan Taylor's there, and I have Taylor a little higher. I have Barkley a little lower than most people. Mm. I have Chubb probably a hair lower uh, than most people. Ooh. So those are guys I like them. I like all those guys. But Harris, I love rookie running backs. I Jen's been editing my articles for years, so she knows that I I always fall for rookie running backs. <laughs> Uh, let's shift to another team. Uh, the the J.K. Dobbins injury, this isn't really a cut, but he was placed on IR. He'll be missing the season. Obviously, that's devastating uh, for fantasy managers as well as the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, will Gus Edwards, do you think he's going to get that full workload, Holden, or do you think they'll find somebody else to share touches? Why do I always have to go first? Why do you want Jen, Jen to go, go first? first? We can have yeah. to, I like, I like you know. You know, like, you're I the guest, bring up Tolden. all these points, so. and it's just so much <laughs> knowledge that I have to give, and just let Jen do it. Well, you're the guest, so I think that's why he's defaulting to you. But well, I will just go. Do it. Can we just do it like this? Plus, I have five minutes and five seconds till the draft room opens. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I will. I will go. I will absolutely go because this is one of the one of the things I'm actually prepared for for this uh, this uh, this podcast. Um, I, I do I do like Gus, um, and I know I do not like Justice Hill. I, I kind of actually did some research. So Justice Hill only has two games where he's had over 10 touches, and he only has two touchdowns in his career. Like, he's just, I don't know. And, and he's actually played. It's not like he's been hurt with, with those stats. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, um, and there's this, you know, Tyson Williams guy that I guess is his RB2 behind Gus. Um, and then I, re- I was actually reading today that there's rumors of Todd Gurley um, in the mix there. So... Um, I will draft Gus because I like Gus, but after that, I definitely, uh, I'm not going to draft anyone, especially for redraft. I mean, one of those guys like Tyson Williams, you could sure throw a dart out in a best ball, but uh, I think in redraft, I am interested in Gus. I think he's going to have a decent workload and um, he's a good person to target if you're doing zero RB. Yeah. Edwards is only for, um, standard and half point, isn't he? I mean, he's not going to catch any passes. 
And then Brandon must have a ton of Tyson Williams. <laughs> not not yet. I haven't ventured into that situation okay. quite yet, but uh but I, I do have some Gus Edwards, um some old Gus Edwards, like pre JK Dobbins injury. Uh, his, his ADP shoots up now, but I, I'm kind of with you, Jen. I think he'll be good, but you're right, Holden. He's probably not going to catch the ball. I, it'd be interesting to see if they bring in Todd Gurley or someone else that's out there on waivers. Uh, Jen or yes. Holden, I'll let you choose. Uh, Jalen Samuels out in Pittsburgh. Uh, does this mean good things for Anthony McFarland, or are we really only worried about Najee Harris? I've, listen, I've been on Anthony McFarland, like, not necessarily on him, but on him as the backup to Najee Harris, because I really, I'm definitely anti Benny Snell. I mean, he just, he's shown us who he is, and um, that's not happening. So I've kind of always seen Anthony McFarlane as the next guy up. Um, but now that we're talking about him, I realize I really haven't drafted him at all this summer. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I would think with Samuel's out, I would think McFarlane is the clear backup. Um, they may try to make Benny Snell a thing again, but mm-hmm. uh, they've gone down that road. I mean, he had, he had full. You know, with Connor out, like he had free reign and did not do well with his uh, with his workload there. So, um, I do like Anthony McFarland. Obviously, as we're talking, not in redraft, but uh, mm-hmm. or you know, unless you want to throw, you know grab him as a handcuff if you're in a deep league. Yeah, they went out and got Najee Harris in the first round for reasons because they didn't trust either one yeah. of those other guys to mm-hmm. be a workhorse back. I mean, we saw it with Benny Snell. Uh, he just he doesn't look like he belongs in the league sometimes. Anthony mm-hmm. McFarland. Guy's a good pass catcher, right? I don't think he's going to really pick up many yards on the ground. Uh, at least that, that's what I've seen so far. So Harris is the only piece back there I'd be interested in. And I'm very mm-hmm. interested in him. I love the big-time rookie running backs, too. Yeah. Last year, I think it was wide receivers that where just go after Lamb and Higgins and get, get all the rookie wide receivers. This year, it just seems like... I'm not that high on as many players and Najee Harris by far and away as the guy that I'm most excited about. He definitely in like typical redraft leagues, like Najee Harris really is the primary rookie I'm targeting as well. Like I'll, I'll snatch those guys up late, like Trey Sermon, if they're sitting there, but, uh, but I'm with you. He's the only one that I'm like going into drafts targeting if I can. Uh, McFarland, you know, Samuels used to catch balls even when Connor was starting. And that's, that's maybe interested about McFarland. If he can play like a third down, uh, role and another guy I'm curious about because Washington kind of emptied all their uh, emptied their coffers of backup running backs. You know Peyton Barber's out. Uh, you know they cut Lamar Miller. They cut pretty much everybody that was there except obviously Antonio Gibson. Jarrett Patterson, the rookie, uh, has been getting rave reviews uh, from the coaching staff. Might be involved in the return game. Uh, the beat writers are saying he is the backup to Antonio Gibson. He's got a uh, multi-threat ability. Uh, Jen, any interest in Jarrett Patterson? This is probably the second time I've asked you this, I think. But uh, but he keeps getting more buzz. So I'm just curious now that Washington cut Peyton Barber, uh, what you think of him? I would say no interest in, in, in you know seasonal redraft. But he is someone to kind of keep your eye on the waiver wire or you know something like that if something were to happen. But I don't know. Unless you're in a super deep league, I just don't see a roster spot for him. I just feel like there's other players that are going to get immediate usage that I would probably take. Uh, but it's a name to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah. And I think Gibson obviously is a, to me, he's a back-end RB1 when it comes down to it. McKissick will be a guy that'll be matchup dependent PPR only, right? And then Patterson, mm-hmm. if there's an injury, 
gets a pretty big boost on a team that seems to uh, at least maybe they'll pass it a little bit more with Fitzmagic, but it seems like Rivera likes to run the football. So um, Par Patterson might be a guy we remember in October, November. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always had a good running game under Rivera in Carolina and then Washington as well. Um, hold, I'm going to start with you this time, and I I'm sorry for that, but I want to talk about the Bears a little bit. <laughs> Uh, we've been hearing all along that David Montgomery is slipping in drafts because he's not going to catch the ball as much. Tariq Cohen's coming back. Well, Tariq Cohen was placed on PUP uh, today, so that means he's out at least the first six weeks of the season. Does that change the outlook on David Montgomery for you? Does that change the outlook on David Montgomery for me? No. David Montgomery is just the same type of running back, right? David Montgomery is a guy that hasn't really been on my um... – my radar and I know Paulson likes them too which is kind of shocking because I love everything that that Paulson liked he actually recommended him and I said I cannot do uh any David Montgomery so <laughs> if that I just can't he's got him as a back end one I guess he's more he's just volume if he gets the volume why not why mm -hmm. can't he be a, a back end running running back one but if Harris is still there I'd rather have him I'd rather have Gibson too yeah, so he's going like third or fourth round very often, uh, David Montgomery is. So usually he's going around the Chris Carsons of the world. So, Jen, um, are, are you more or less interested in Montgomery with Tariq Cohen definitely out of the picture for at least six weeks? I'm I'm, I'm neither. I'm pretty neutral. I will say, though, and, I, and I've said this before, um, I'm all about Damian Williams. Mm -hmm. So that's who I'm really targeting in that backfield just because he's super cheap and – People kind of forget how good he is, and they pretty much just cleared the way for him. They got rid of, uh, what's that guy, Ryan, Ryan Nall? What, what, uh, my brain right now. Well, they got rid of Artavis Pierce. Right, uh, and, and the other, there, yeah. yeah, and the other, the other running back that I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, Ryan, so, Ryan Nall is more of a, more of a fullback, but yeah. Well, yeah, but still. So, you know, I feel like it's, uh, yeah, I really like Damian Williams there. I feel like he's kind of, he'll surprise people. I mean. We don't know what's going to happen, right, usage-wise. But if, if Montgomery gets hurt, which he has before, um, I feel like Williams is in a good spot and he's super cheap. Um, I, and I will be honest, I have taken some Montgomery here and there, but uh, it has to be the right, the right situation where um, he fell or just something. But he's – put it this way, I'm not targeting it, but, mm -hmm. but I will take it if, if, if the need suits itself. Sure. Okay, let's uh, let's shift to receivers here. Hold uh, on, hold on, oh, Brandon. Sorry, I hold. got my draft position. Oh, okay, excellent. Where are you picking? <laughs> Ninth. Ninth. Okay. Oh, out of ten. Okay, that's not bad then. Yeah, no. I like that. Okay. Like yeah, nine. yeah. That's right, like so eleven. Yeah, it's out of ten. So, what's the game plan here? If I want to go, if Kelsey's there, take him. Yes. Chubb mm -hmm. at number ten is too early, right? Is this? Hold on. What? Uh, what is your scoring format? Half point oh. PPR. Okay. Four okay. point touchdown. Okay. So Kelsey. I think if Kelsey's there, mm -hmm. I'm good taking Kelsey. Mm -hmm. If he's not there, and you can take Aaron Jones or Zeke Elliott, the one of those guys is mm -hmm. good, right? And then with your second pick, I might. If you want to double up running back, you can do that. Or I'm good taking like Stephon Diggs as well. Mm -hmm. And then wait on running back, and that's not going to be that pretty. But you so already I, have. If you, but you'll already have one. Like, good, oh, I, I see. If you go Kelsey, yeah, yeah Kelsey, yeah. and the second pick would either be a running back or a wide receiver. So Dicks I, I like a Eckler. running back. So if I, if I take Kelsey first, I'll take running back, and you'll get, you'll get Chubb or Eckler, or one of those guys. Right, will be there. Um, You'd be all right with Eckler that early in the second. 
Yeah, it depends That's who else is there. You know, if Aaron Jones yeah. is there, I'd rather Aaron Jones. Yes. But uh, but I'm okay in half PPR. I'm good with Eckler there. So, uh, yeah, so if you go Kelsey, I'd go Eckler if you go. Uh, but if you, you know, if Aaron Jones is there at nine and Kelsey's gone, which Kelsey sometimes goes six, seven, eight. So yep. if uh, yep. if that's the case and you go Aaron Jones, you know, then I'm good taking Stephon Diggs or something and waiting on your RB2. Mm, thank you very much. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm going to have to hear uh, your entire team, Holden. I want to know what this team turns out to be after uh, we after may actually hear right it as we, as we go through this uh, podcast <laughs> if we stay on long enough together we will <laughs> all right so let's shift to wide receivers uh jen i i know that uh you've always liked john brown and the reception perception stuff uh he wanted out of las vegas apparently he requested to be cut he was granted his wish um so i wanted to get your thoughts on john brown um you know as a as a dart considering he doesn't have a team right now. And then your thoughts on the Raiders wide receiving core, which is now a little less murky with uh, Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro there. First of all, I'm kind of confused on all that. I mean, I'm confused at how he ended up there and then he wanted out before. I don't know. I, I guess I just didn't follow it closely enough to know uh, what the situation was there. But um, <clears throat> I do like John Brown. Um, he was, he was rough last year as we all know. So mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to think about him because, I mean, I assume he will end up on a team eventually. It may not be now. It may be, you know, a couple weeks in when someone has a, a major injury. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, the Raiders for me, are, it's pretty, you know, it's really Waller or Brian Edwards. Like, I, I'm not a big rugs person. And I don't, you know, that's really it. I feel like that offense goes through Waller. So, I'm, I love Waller. And then after that, it's kind of, a, eh, you know, I'll throw some darts at, at Edwards or, Maybe a rugs here and there, but for the most part, um, I'm not interested in, in the rest of those guys. Holden, do you like any of those Raiders receivers outside of Waller? Yeah, just Waller. And then I think, again, it kind of comes back to DFS. Like Hunter Renfro is going to be valuable in some games in the right mm-hmm. script. Uh, Henry Ruggs mm-hmm. is a massive talent, but I don't think, at least right now, there's any interest to roster these guys, right? Can you – rugs later? I don't, I no exactly. So no, I think it's, it's Waller. And then as the season goes on, you see who takes the number one there. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. The Raiders, you, you both talked about like best ball and, and DFS and redrafters. It's so, it's so where the Raiders receiving core is definitely that way where you look and I like a different one, depending on what I'm doing. <laughs> like I'll take Brian Edwards in redraft. I'll take Hunter Renfro in DFS and I'll take Henry Ruggs in best ball. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, because they're all they're all cheap, so it's interesting. But we'll see what happens. Um, I, I I'm hoping John Brown lands with the Colts because that might help them overcome the T.Y. Hilton injury. He's out with a neck injury for an indefinite amount of time. What do you think the fallout is from that, Jen? Well, I think I don't know. I mean, I'm I haven't been super interested in the Colts to begin with. I mean, they're all really cheap. So in best ball, you can get them all and you can stack away, but. Uh, I just, the whole car, I don't know. I'm not a Carson Wentz believer to begin with. And then if they rush him back like that, I just don't know. I don't know. Carson Wentz, it's just tough. Like, is he good? Is he not good? Like, we're not even really sure. Um, I think Pittman and and Paris Campbell are fine. I I don't hate them, but I'm certainly not going to target them. Uh, The tight end situation is a huge, you know, cloudy mess. So that stay away from that pretty much. 
And I mean, what, Pascal? Is it that's pretty much the other option there? So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not targeting any of them, but I'll take some. I'll take some Campbell and I'll take some Pittman. Um, and then, you know, they may add someone else, like you said, which would be kind of intriguing. But I guess really the bottom line for me is I just really don't like Wentz. So <laughs> that's kind of where it is for me. I mean, there's reasonable reason not to like Wentz, right, Holden? Um, yeah, because he can't stay on the field and really regressed. I mean, we have not seen a very good quarterback since he's been out there too. So hopefully, uh, I mean, hopefully he doesn't get the COVID time and time again, that would suck because, <laughs> uh, you know, even if he, if he's just exposed to it, he's got to go into quarantine or isolation for what, five days. And yeah. he can't even, we might have guys that aren't playing this year. People thought it was tricky last year. I think people are sleeping uh-huh. on how tricky it's going to be this year. Maybe we don't have as many. We don't. We had a couple games postponed or you know pushed back, I should say. But we might have some players, you know, and hopefully we'll learn about it sooner or later. But guys that just aren't going to be able to play. And that, yeah, they're going to have that protocol. We might have a few more Kendall Hinton games, you know. So yeah. <laughs> not a lot of like big names cut today or, or things, but a few of like the fringe players. Brashad Perryman was released. Uh, so that leaves one less mouth to feed in Detroit, if you want to call Brashad Perryman a mouth to feed. Uh, they've still got Tyrell Williams, who they're calling their wide receiver one. Amon Ross St. Brown, the rookie out of uh, USC. And then uh, holdover from last year, Quintez Cephas, last year's rookie out of Wisconsin. Those seem to be the receivers there. Any of those interesting to you at all, Holden? <laughs> those seem to be the receivers there. <laughs> if you're going to lead a question with so much sarcasm. <laughs> How am I supposed to answer this now? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, listen, someone has to catch the balls. I mean, they mm-hmm. will be thrown and, and, but yeah, I'm not interested in any of those guys. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson probably leads that team in targets, right? That's what I would think. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if I can ask the next one better. Let's see. So okay. we talked about the Philadelphia Eagles receivers yeah. earlier, Holden, uh, Travis Fulgham's cut. Does that help the other guys there? Who are the other guys there? Quez Watkins? Yep. Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, and the yeah. rookie Devontae Smith. I mean, what do you think of Hurts? I mean, for me, personally, I think he's going to end up running a lot more than the coaching staff wants. Smith is obviously the pedigree, but how many rookie wide receivers do we have to watch in Philadelphia just completely bust, though? Mm-hmm. So I'm concerned about the whole passing game there. I'm not. I'm honest to God not interested in anybody on that team, including Miles Sanders, Maybe Jalen Hurts would be the only player. Jalen Hurts is the only player on that offense I'm interested in redraft. Jed, do you feel the same way about Philly? Or are you targeting anyone out there? And does Travis Fulgham make a difference? Uh, Travis Fulgham does not make a difference. But I um, I would take Devonta Smith. I'm interested to see what he what he can do. I feel like uh, he, I don't know. I'm interested in him. And I would also take, well, depending on the situation, um, I would take Goddard and Hurts. Probably not in redraft, but uh, in best ball, I have a lot of arts because he's extremely cheap. And if he even, you know, I feel like they may end up <clears throat> leaning on both those guys more if, you know, Rieger doesn't pan out. And if Devontae Smith doesn't pan out, then, you know, they may end up going with those two tight ends and kind of making it, you know, that the focal point of the offense or, or the focal point of the passing attack in air quotes. So, um, yeah, I, I'm interested in both of those guys in, in best ball. In redraft, uh, maybe Goddard, depending on on the situation, if he fell. So yeah, I'm not super. I'm not completely against um, against the offense. I feel like there are pieces that might make sense. 
I think Fulgham being released um, just makes me think that Quez Watkins is the wide receiver three. I, I think before I was like, oh, this is just preseason. Now I'm thinking, oh, maybe they do have a role for him, which is interesting. Right. But you're right. Like, redraft, I'm not I'm not super pumped up. What if Fulgham lands anywhere else? Like, uh, is that situation dependent? Or is um, is he interesting enough that if he lands somewhere else, then you, you kind of perk an eyebrow? I don't really see a spot where he would land that it would it would be intriguing. I don't know. I don't know if he was just a flash in the pan anyway last year. I guess we'd have to see, but I don't know that there's an offense that is lacking weapons that actually has a good quarterback. You know what I mean? Like there's places where he could go, but it would be like Detroit, but that still wouldn't make any, you know, I don't know that that would even move the needle to be honest. Are there any players from any of these teams, any from any of the cuts today or even free agents that you're excited about? Well, seriously. you know, there wasn't a big cut today, really. So we mm-hmm. want to touch on any kind of fantasy impact. And there are little impacts, right? But I wouldn't say outside of Cam Newton, um, I wouldn't say that there was a cut today that makes you go, whoa, this changes my draft strategy on somebody. Right. But it's right. around the edges. You know, like I'm a little more interested in Quez Watkins, right? I'm mm-hmm. a, a little more interested in Brian Edwards, uh, things like that. And then the next guy, K- Kiki Cutie, got cut from uh, Houston, which surprised me. So I'm a little more interested in Nico Collins. I think Nico Collins probably has that number two receiver spot. Anthony Miller probably has that slot job. So that interests me, um, even though the Houston passing game kind of has some question marks. Jen, um, are you yes. buying Nico Collins at all? Any kind, Any interest in that now that the depth chart's a little less murky? Not really. I mean, until we really know who's throwing the ball, I'm not really. I mean, I, Brandon Cooks is pretty much the only person in that offense that I can see anything. I mean, even, listen, as you know very well, I was all about Philip Lindsay, but, I mean, they kept five running backs, and it doesn't make any sense. And now I don't even know what to do with that. I, now I fear that I have way too much Philip Lindsay than I would like to have mm. um, from from the summer. Because I don't, you know, I thought he would kind of win that job. And he still may during the season, but they kept everybody. And I just, who knows what's going to happen there. So, yeah, I mean, as a whole in that offense, I do like Brandon Cooks because I feel like he's going to get a lot of targets if he stays healthy, um, regardless of who's throwing the ball. But he's probably the only one that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've only got, that's really all the receivers that that I came up with uh, that, that seemed fantasy relevant. Um, tight ends, there's really only one thing that happened on the tight end front that I saw. Irv Smith uh, was injured and, and seems like he's going to miss a significant amount of time. Enough that they went out and traded for Chris Herndon. Tyler Conklin's still there. Uh, any of these tight ends uh, you think will step up in this Irv Smith uh, zone and become streamable? I, I've liked Tyler Conklin this whole offseason. I've been kind of secretly drafting him last round here and there because I thought he would kind of uh, compete with Irv Smith for, for some targets, and he might take over that Rudolph role and vulture a ton of touchdowns. Um, Herndon just doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't interest me. I, I think, I don't know if him coming on now makes it to where I'm not as into Conklin or not. Um, I think the one thing we can tell from this is that Irv Smith's injury is obviously worse than they, you know, than they leaked or whatever, because at first it was just, oh, it's no big deal, he's going to miss a little bit. Um, but I would assume that now that they traded for Herndon, it might be a little longer. Um, but I think I'm just, I mean, especially for redraft, definitely neither and none of the above. But um, in best ball, sure, you can throw something at Conklin or Herndon. But Smith will come back, I would assume. So mm-hmm. then both of those guys, you would need them to spike early in the season. I don't know that that would happen. I think like in a full season injury from Smith, then there'd be a lot of blocking out of their tight ends and maybe Thielen uh-huh. would get a little bit more work. Um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So, but it would have to be a longer term injury, right? Yes. Right. So he's fine right now. That's they're not. We don't know how serious Herb Smith's injury mm-hmm. is. We know that Adam Thielen's finally healthy, though. I'm kind of excited about him. Me too. Yeah, kind of an underappreciated player just in general, mm-hmm. Adam Thielen. The only, the thing I saw when I saw Herndon got traded to Minnesota, I became a little interested in uh, Tyler Croft because he, he seems to be the mm-hmm. starter with the Jets. Jets offense is kind of a wild card. Uh, it's curious, Holden, what do you think of this Jets offense? Are you buying any of the weapons there? Am I buying any of the weapons there? I'm not buying Wilson. So I'm not buying okay. a quarterback, okay? Now, the backfield, let's discuss the backfield. This is nobody's backfield yet. Do you think that Carter's talented enough to take it over? So it, he might be talented enough. I kind of think it's just going to be a mess, though. Okay. I think, I, I think Coleman's going to get enough touches. I think Ty Johnson will okay. be sprinkled in and Carter will be sprinkled in. I think it's going to be a mess. So no there. And then what does that leave us? That leaves us tight end. Tyler Croft, I'm not interested mm-hmm. in. And then I think we go Corey Davis and Jamison Crowder. You know, you could take one of them late, and fit if, especially a PPR with Crowder. But one of those two guys you would think would get peppered, if not both of them. Mm-hmm. You got Elijah Moore, too. And, and the rookie, excuse me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Elijah no. Moore, too. I just figured I'd, I'd throw that out there. So, yeah, I think it's a cluster, too. I mean, I've really – I haven't done much with that offense. I will say Zach Wilson uh, – Surprised me, you know, in the preseason. He looked better than I thought he would. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited to see that. Um, it would be fun if the Jets were competitive again. You know, it's been, they, they really have been not. So, um, I think it would be fun for football and for the NFL if the Jets were good again. I, I'm with you. The, the Jets, they're such a wild card because it's a new coaching staff, a new quarterback, and new, new everything, right? So, um, I do think Corey Davis is going to get a ton of targets, which I think should help. So, I'm, I'm buying him considering uh, you don't have to pay a lot to get him. That's really all I have for this quote-unquote skill position players. Jen, uh, you want to run down the kicker changes for us? Yeah, I'd love to. There's uh, there's actually been a bunch. Uh, there's been a lot of kicker battles in camp, which <clears throat> I know there's like maybe 3% of people out there care about. but um, <laughs> I care about it now. <laughs> well, I will say most of the battles and the changes are probably don't affect guys that you're going to draft. These are probably more streamers. Um, okay. I will throw that out there. But so, okay, you've got the first up, you've got Carolina. So Joey Sly is out. They, um, they got, they traded for Ryan Santoso, who was a giant, uh, like mid practice, he gets the call and gets on a plane and goes to Carolina and beats Joey Sly out for that job uh, in the last preseason game. So yeah, so you got a guy named Ryan Santoso in Carolina, um, in Cleveland, Cody Parker is out. You've got Chase McLaughlin in. Uh, what else? Oh, so Detroit um, cut both of their kickers. So Detroit is kind of doing what, what a lot of fantasy players do, right? Where you you, cut, you don't draft a kicker and then you wait and then you pick one up before week one uh, and drop someone else. So I think that I assume that's what Detroit's doing because they have to have a kicker. Uh, but that so they, they cut uh, Randy Bullock and Zane Gonzalez today and uh, are riding with no kicker right now. Um, then you have uh, the Chargers. You have Mike Badgley out, and someone named Tristan Vizcaino is in. That's interesting. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not really sure what happened there. I didn't pay attention to that one too much, but I did see that. Um, and then you've got New England. Um, that's been kind of brewing for a bit. Uh, Quinn Norton uh, is uh, he or he? You know, he won the job fair and square. He beat out Nick Folk, so he is now the New England kicker. And then. Um, in Cincinnati, you've got rookie Evan McPherson, who they actually drafted, uh, beat out uh, Austin Siebert. 
So that oh, and then I'm sorry. There's also one more uh, in uh, the Jets. You have Matt Amendola, who uh, is their kicker. They that happened a couple weeks ago, but in case anyone out there didn't know that, uh, they let go of uh, Sam Ficken, and then there was another guy there. Um, and so Matt Amendola won the job there. So I will say though, when it comes to kickers, um, I'm I'm a streamer usually, like unless you have one of the top guys. So all the guys that I just mentioned are not really draftable in redraft. Uh, I would probably, you know, you want kickers on high-scoring offenses, and the ones that I just mentioned are not, except for, I mean, the Chargers will score points, and Cleveland will probably score points, but uh, I don't know that you want the rest of these guys on your uh, on your redraft rosters from the get. Do we oh. have kicker rankings from you, Jen? Um, the rankings are actually from John Paulson, but okay. they, are, they're, they are on the site. Uh, I would, uh, yeah. I mean, just look for, honestly, look for guys on, on scoring offenses. Like you want Tyler Bass from the bills. You want Zerline from the Cowboys. You want Butker from the chiefs. You want suck up, suck, suck up from, you know, the bucks, basically teams that are going to win a lot and score a lot of points. That's kind of who you should go for. And if you don't go for those guys and go for like a Jason Sanders in Miami or Daniel Carlson for, uh, the Raiders, that's kind of that next year down. Matt Gay. Young yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt Gay, Koo. Okay. I don't, you know, everyone loves Koo, and I mean, yes, he he was tied last year for for number one in fantasy points, but like we said, we don't really know what the Falcons. I don't know. I don't know if yep. I trust the Falcons to to really mm-hmm. score a lot of points when they need to. So I'm kind of Koo's kind of off my radar, but uh, Matt Gay, yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, the Rams are going to score points, obviously. So yeah, he's he's not not a bad choice. Are you on Greg Zerline? Yeah, I, I mentioned him. Oh, you did. Yeah. I'm sorry, my bad. I did. No, it's okay. Um, yes, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dallas, unless something happens to Dak or whatever, but yeah, Dallas should score a lot of points. And Zerline is, you know, he's the leg. Greg, the leg. <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent. Okay, um, so Holden, I know you've got a fantasy draft, so I won't keep you uh, any longer. Everyone be sure to follow Holden on Twitter, at Holden Radio. Go you check out everything rush. he does. <laughs> you don't have to rush. I've He's going to want us to make all the picks for yeah, him. He wants I us want to sit here. To, yeah, at least another like 15 minutes, guys. Get me through the <laughs> second round. <laughs> well, we'll stay on in a consulting role after the recording. That's how okay. Works. It's okay. <laughs> uh, check out his work at runpuresports.com. Listen to his radio show. Holden, thank you so much again for joining us today. Any last thoughts or plugs before we go? Just, uh, I hope I have a good draft. <laughs> plugging plugging his uh his redraft league hopefully it's good that's excellent jen always a pleasure any final uh, thoughts before we go uh no i mean i'm excited for the season i mean honestly i am legit excited that we get like a, a break like mm. i actually don't have any content due until next tuesday um <laughs> that's probably the longest i've gone in, i don't know in a year without having to write anything so um i like this night like it's like a little mini break this year because there's only three preseason games so uh, that's my excitement. That means I can crank out a ton of drafts, which is, you know, I'm going to be doing a ton of underdog best ball. And uh, I've got a few more redrafts and the like uh, coming up. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I've got going on. Excellent. I'm so ready for football. I just miss it and I, I need it and I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready for that week one moment where I go, oh, everything I thought all offseason is completely out the window. Like I'm well, very course. eager for that moment that comes every year. Uh, listeners, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Two Guys Brandon and at The Monday Mommy. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good day.